there's nothing else I'd rather do. I mean, I, like I've also got to put that positive spin on. I don't want to sound negative. Like this, literally, if you, if I, there was any other job that someone said to me, would you want to spend, you know, 14 hours a day doing this? There's no way. I don't even think of it as work most of the time. Actually, uh, Troy asked me the other day if if my job was boring, and I was like, do you know what? For the first time ever, there is actually not one boring aspect. I was like, yeah. Welcome to the Business Between Bells podcast, a space for those trying to build sustainable businesses between school drop-off and pick-up. This podcast is here to support you while juggling parenthood, business and school life. Now introducing your host, Katie Maines. You are listening to episode 17 with Emma Jane Hughes and Ashley Hill from Lily and Lime Swimwear. Today, I'm excited to bring you this great chat with one of my very first clients. I helped Lily and Lime with their PR soon after they launched, and it's been an absolute joy to watch them grow into a popular and international brand over the last three years. Seven years ago, friends Em and Ash were sitting around a pool at a hen's weekend, bonding over not being able to wear the same fashionable swimwear that their smaller busted friends were able to wear. In that moment, Lillian Lime, a specialty swimwear label for a D cup and up, was born. Fast forward to now, both Em and Ash have gone on to have two children each. Em has moved from Brisbane, Australia to Bermuda, and they continue to grow their successful brand from opposite sides of the globe. In this episode, we cover so much from mum guilt and the myth that we can do it all, the challenges of creating a product from scratch, social media and how the ladies have used it to build their loyal community, the struggles of daily content creation, building a supportive community who have each other's back, the way in which they effectively work in different countries and in different time zones, how they manage the business and family blend, and what it's like to build a business with your bestie. So sit back and enjoy, preferably poolside with a cocktail in hand, a girl can dream, right? And let's get on with the show. Hey, Em and Ash, thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Katie. Hi. It's, uh, exciting to be here today. It is. I can't wait to chat to you. Now, I wanted to start by asking you both how your mornings were. Now, Em, you're in Bermuda, so your morning was a few hours ago now. <laughs> and for Ash, it's still pretty early here. So, yeah, can you just let me know how they went and what a typical weekday morning looks like for you both? My morning was actually pretty good today. Troy slept until after seven. I got uh, my coffee made for me. Breakfast went smoothly. No arguments, no fighting. And luckily for me, Pete is around. Pete, my husband, is around in the morning. So he helped pack lunch and he dropped one of them at school and I did the other one. So it was actually pretty, pretty breezy morning today. Doesn't always go like that. <laughs> Love it. And good as well, I think, for a Monday. You want that week to start smoothly. Exactly. Set me up, hopefully, for the week. The day and the week. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. right. How about you, Em? Well, it's still t Sunday here, so I got a lion. <laughs> um, my kids tend to sleep in on the weekend, so I only was woken at eight, so pretty good, and spent the morning at the beach. But normally, on a typical day, it is an early wake-up for me. It's like a six o'clock get up before the kids start and uh, rush around. So I did some Sunday night prep tonight. My mother okay. is actually staying with me and she was like, Emma, you need to get into the habit of doing the fruit and vegetables the night before. So I'm taking a leaf out of granny's book and I'm trying to be productive and organized. So fruit and veg are packed for lunchboxes tomorrow. Fantastic. <laughs> It'll make the morning a bit smoother tomorrow morning That's because right. I, I do a lot of solo parenting in the morning so well, and the evening, but in the morning, so it makes it easier. But also, Em, let's be honest, you're not a fan of an early rise. No. <laughs> if I could sleep in every day, anything before like seven to me is tragic, which I have to get up before seven every day during the week. And um, it's tough. <laughs> well, that's good. At least tomorrow morning, you'll be all sorted. You'll have all that food sorted. And that will okay. make it a little bit smoother. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Very interesting. I love hearing how mornings play out for everyone. Yeah. Now, I wanted to talk to you both 
you guys are besties. You're not just business besties, but you were best friends before you started your business. And I wanted to talk about that. So I wanted to find out how you met and how the idea of Lily and Lime came about and how you went about actually implementing it. Wow. Seems like who wants to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we actually weren't best friends before. So Ah. it's a a convoluted uh, story, but Ash and I, well, both have South African connections and I grew up in South Africa. Ash went to school in South Africa and we had a lot of mutual friends, but we never really hung out during school or really knew of each other. Yeah, we didn't meet during school, did we? No. And then it was only in London, my best friend from school started dating Ash's brother. (laughs) So our paths crossed. And it was only really in Australia, I'd moved to Australia and then Ash also moved to Australia that we, and we lived literally down the road from each other, that we really started to hang out and, uh, you know, have, and have lots of wine on the day. A lot of time together. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the friendship sort of developed over gin and tonics and yeah, cheese patters on the deck, hey? At beach trips. Oh, it sounds Eventually fantastic. weddings and kids and... And then a business. <laughs> and then a business. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like a natural yeah. process. <laughs> so I guess during our wedding season and having hens nights and all that, those kind of things is when the business idea was born. Uh, em and I have always been, you know, the two friends with big boobs that can't get bikinis that fit properly and the struggles with sports bras and, and bra shopping. So one, one hens weekend, we were just talking about, you know, looking, well, actually, just being jealous of all our friends in these awesome bikinis. And, and that's when we started talking, well, that's when the idea was born. And I guess the weeks after that, we just started looking into it and researching it. And then we just decided to go for it. Hey, didn't we? And it was never kind of a, even like a question really. The only time we really questioned it, I think was when we had to place our first order. Yeah. When we were about to like transfer yeah. that yeah. deposit. And we were like, uh, like do, this is like, yeah, exactly. We either have to like, it's make or break. It's kind of like we either do it or we never do it. And we, we went with that. Uh, you don't know if you don't try. That's yeah. right. But I think that that is awesome because you hear so many people who come up with an idea and, you know, as you said, you know, you're chatting at a hen's weekend and come up with the idea, but then to actually follow through and do it is not really what usually happens. No, exactly. And especially when you've both got, I mean, we had jobs full-time jobs and you were about to get married and then and then you were pregnant and we were still just <laughs> I was working the sideline hustle and trying to start this business I mean when I look at it now I'm so proud of us but at the time you kind of just we just did it but now to look back it was yeah it didn't ever feel like something we shouldn't do or something that wasn't no. possible maybe it's the naivety of being an entrepreneur and not actually knowing how hard it gets <laughs> like, yeah. this is a piece of cake we got this <laughs> what's in store and you need that don't you because otherwise you wouldn't do it and I, I guess things just fell into place in terms of our other we, we both got made redundant you know separately at different times and just seemed to I mean, it was lucky because Lily and I was just taking up so much time mm. yeah so it just things just fell into place. And would have you ever done it alone? Like, was it just natural? You you never sort of questioned going into partnership with someone. That was always going to. It's just how it happened. Yeah, that's just that is just how it happened. Yeah, absolutely. I tried to do something alone just before we had this idea, and I failed miserably. I mean, I think if without having a partner to bounce things off and like either pick you up or you know, yeah, share, the, share load. the load. It, it's, I think it can be a really lonely thing to be an entrepreneur, like when you're in the trenches. Um, and even if you've got lots of employees, share the, share the pressure. Exactly. And the, and the stress. You don't have um, someone, your employees, you can't really share that with. You can't tell them how stressed you are or scared you are or worried. <laughs> you know, you can with uh, someone else who's, you know, your partner in it and they're in it as much as you are. So I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, that's so true because you want to, you, if you are having employees, you want to make sure that you're in control and everything's fine. But yeah, you exactly. do need someone to freak out with, don't you? <laughs> Every now and again. Totally, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Even our husbands, I mean, they have no idea so many times like how stressed we are because, you know, you just have to keep it together for, you know, otherwise you just wouldn't carry on. So it's like, 
but we can text each other whatsapp there's a lot of whatsapp like either in the middle of the night or like you know early mornings where we're like wake up in the sweats and we're the only only person you can text doesn't sleep (laughs) (laughs) and on that so you both live on different sides of the world at the moment so when the idea came about you're both living in brisbane australia together yeah and since then em you've now moved to bermuda and so that obviously adds a bit of a different dynamic to things as well so when did lily and lime start or when did the idea come about when did you launch and and when did you head off to bermuda well the idea was 2012 like i think it was april 2012 when we had the idea um we naively thought we would have a business up and running within a year we were like it's fine december we thought we'd be good yeah we were like summer we might be a bit late for australian summer but we'll we'll have some bikinis out there to sell we had no idea what was involved with making a bigger busted product and even where to start, really. We, lucky for Google, we eventually launched the site with product in 2016, uh, yeah. in the April, actually. So literally yeah. four years later. Mm-hmm. March was our first, March. Our first sale. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, it basically was, you know, it took us a long time to perfect the product. And in between that, I left Australia in 2015 and we just had an opportunity to, my husband got a job in Bermuda and we wanted to live somewhere else while the kids were young. Lillian Lab wasn't yet launched. It was still something in the background that, you know, could be worked on from somewhere else. So we took the opportunity to move here and it's been great personally, but I do think it's, you know, it's definitely tough for the business. I think, you know, when Ash and I are together, it, it's a way more productive and energetic time. Yeah. I think if we, if we had an, like an office that we were both able to go to and work together, you know, every day, it, we definitely, we are so much more productive together. Mm, yeah, but you're then, right. But saying that, it's also been, it's been great to have Emma, you know, on that, on the, the other time zone not only for our customers, but also obviously during, you know, half the year during winter, we also try and sell in the States and Canada and the UK. And so it has been pretty useful to have a 24 hour online business, really. Uh, queries be answered, you know, if Emma needs to, if we need to talk to some phone calls can be had with, you know, anyone in America, Facebook or or, our, or PR companies. So that has been, that's been good. Yeah. yeah. I think you, I think you can make it work in this like day and age. It, you can, I mean, I message Ash more than I message anybody. So basically, we're, we're on WhatsApp all the time. I speak to Ash more than I speak to my husband, and I live with him. So I think, like, <laughs> we basically, you can communicate a lot. I, th- I do think it's awesome when we do get together, and I suppose it is more special, and we do travel a lot, like whether it's meeting up at the factory. which So we have a warehouse in Hong yeah. Kong. Our factory's in China. We obviously have a lot of people who work on the business in Australia. And then we have had PR um, in New York. So we've done so, and we've done photo shoots all around the world. So there's lots of opportunities to be together. But it definitely is another, I suppose, challenge that you have to like work around. And we, we use lots of tools to help us. So, I mean, there's, Ash is really good on these kind of things, like setting up Trello boards so that it's less emails and, you know, you can mm. keep each other updated on the best thing project. You know, we can have a discussion board so we can just keep updated and not have so many emails back and forth about different things. And Emma and I tend to veer off on, uh, on our chats as well. So at least we kind <laughs> I can't of imagine that. know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, it's, we try and have a regular once a week phone call and we try and set an agenda so that we are focused um naturally there are definitely personal chat that comes sometimes we just need to set up those personal those personal calls where we just you know about family life and friends and stuff yeah yeah you would I can imagine because yeah yeah, you would go off track all the time but how do you also delegate I guess or how have you divvied up who does what has that just kind of happened naturally or at the start you went okay well I'm sort of, I've got more of the sales and marketing background and I want to do this. How has that all played out? Look, Katie, let's, uh, you actually helped us do that. We had a, a one-on-one session with Sarah. Yeah. 
who you recommended. That's right, Sarah Cross. Sarah yes. Cross, yep. yeah. And I guess that was the first time we, I mean, I think we always knew we had to do it. We were definitely mm. at a point where emails were just out of control, weren't they? But we weren't very good just, at it. Like we, we, I think in the beginning we were trying we were to both yeah, kind of be across everyone. everything and mm. we weren't, and I don't know if it was the control freaks in us or just trying to both be aware of everything. But I think the more we learned about being, also we'd never done this before. So I suppose we'd only ever worked in corporate environments where, you know, yeah. there's someone else who's, you, you make a decision, but essentially it's someone else's decision that when it comes down to it, that signs it off. But when you have the final decision, I suppose you, we've just learned to trust each other a bit more, I think. And also it's, you learn that you just can't do everything. Like, there's just no way we can do everything that needs to be done. And just that the t- time was better spent, just, you know, 50-50, half focus on your, on your strengths and also th- certain things that you're, you're passionate about or, you know, obviously there's stuff that, uh, well, with us being sort of working on every aspect, you know, you have to do the admin and you have to do the finance and the accounts there. Well, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, so, I, suck. So I suck at everything, financial or money or accounting wise. And lucky Ash doesn't suck as much as I do. Because I'm- <laughs> so you complement each other well. Exactly. I'm good. terrible. And Ash, Ash is very organized and she's very good with a spreadsheet. And I'm terrible. I still copy and paste cells across. <laughs> yeah isn't it interesting it really highlights to you doesn't it quickly what your strengths are and what perhaps aren't yes. and it's good that you've just been able to work that out together and yeah play to your strengths but something else I wanted to go back to was before when you mentioned how it was four years from idea to launch which is a long time but as you said that is quite realistic when it comes to developing a product from scratch And in this case, it was quite a complicated product as you found as you went. Now, I can imagine having each other in that time would have been essential just to keep you motivated and on track. But were there points during that time where you thought, no, this is just taking too long or this isn't going to happen? Or were you always kind of, you had that, you were motivated because you knew what you wanted and you knew that it would eventuate? I think it could have taken less than four years but in those four years we had three kids between us Mm. and a wedding hey emma and uh, plus the fact that we both had full-time jobs so we definitely could have made it happen a bit quicker but you know when emma was pregnant or 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 breastfeeding with a newborn i would be focusing on keeping lily and lime going and then we'd switch places wouldn't we (laughs) and i think we didn't have the knowledge so we had to learn everything from the start. So we had no idea. I had a fashion background, but it was literally in marketing. I had no manufacturing background. We definitely wasted a lot, yeah. a lot of time. We had no idea. Filing different people, exactly. finding factories, we, we, sampling. We knew we had to have a perfect product to launch because as Bigger Busted Woman, you give a brand or something one try. And if it doesn't work, you know, you just won't try it again. So we knew we couldn't launch with anything that was not going to be a great fit. And so I think that for us was like the core that we kept coming back to. It would have been so easy for us to, in the beginning when we were sampling, to just launch with some of them because they weren't terrible and they were, the tweaks were so minor and it might have just been us and our technical expert, Brenda, who would have, you know, known. But we knew overall that that fit was just not going to look great and not be you know, what the customer would have wanted and not just feel perfect. So there was a, we probably sampled, I don't even know, actually, it would be interesting to know. I think we must've been over 50 times. We did sampling on the flowers. I mean, I reckon it was a lot of going back and forth. And we then in this process, we also realized we had to have, and we couldn't rely on the factory. We had to employ a technical expert. And so Brenda is our, we call, yeah, and we yeah. call her our architect and she basically has a background <laughs> in triumph and marks and spencer and has had years of experience with building bras and designing bras and we're lucky to have found her and that she was in brisbane at the right time and basically mm. has guided our manufacturing process but it, it i mean developing a product is if, if you want to get a really good product 
it, I think it is a very long journey. I don't want to scare anyone off because <laughs> obviously it's great, you know, but I think it is, mm. it, it takes a lot. Can be done. <laughs> so it is obviously quite a niche product, you know, it's, you, you do swimwear for a decaf and up. What have been some of the challenges in regards to that? So you said you've got Brenda on board to help, but what I guess has been the biggest challenge in developing the particular product? So the size range, I would say, is it's it's really it's extensive. It's big. Obviously, we started a D cup and we go to a double H, and in our in our backs we started a six and go to an eighteen. So that's it's a lot of work, and and just to and as the sizes obviously get into the bigger into the larger end, um, you know the support is even more crucial, and it, it's just it's getting that right. And then on top of that, I guess, which is not really about developing the product, but the sales are, you know, sales, those sizes are really specialized and there's not as many women in the, you know, that, that need that size, but we want to continue to make that size for those people. So it, that's, that's quite a challenge. Hey, Em? Yeah, definitely. And I think the, it's not too much of a manufacturing, but it's also just about women's mindset around being bigger busted. So you've got a few mm. different types of customers out there. There's some women who, you know, are, have struggled all their life and will find us as a product and try it on a be So, you know, like we'll go through the fitting process and be so happy that they found something that fits and that they, you know, that they feel confident and then want to wear it to the beach. And then there's other people who are almost in denial that they're a D cup or that when they come back and we measure them and they size them and they're like, I shouldn't be an F, you know, I've wanted yeah. D all my life. And they've potentially been wearing the wrong bar size all their life or, you know, all the brand is just sized differently. And they, it's almost like a shame that they are bigger cup size when maybe because it's so, it's been so normalized for us because we've been dealing with this for years that, you know, the size on your label doesn't really matter. As long as it fits well, you feel confident and it looks good. Like that size, whether it's a double H or a D yeah. or, you know, a six or an 18, it doesn't really matter as long as you feel good in it. And I think like it's slowly changing as, everybody's embracing this whole body confidence movement. movement. Yeah, for sure. But I think there's still almost a stigma attached to uh, having a bigger bust and, you know, what you can wear and what you can't wear and what size you are, which I mm. never even thought about until we launched. And so that is like, a, it adds a different, like almost aspect to it when you have to think about how the customer will feel when they're potentially are sizing up in yeah. you know, mm. the top. Yeah. And what about yourselves with your sort of, your confidence, I guess, journey through all out of this? Because I say this because it is something that now, you you know, it's really natural for you guys now to say do Insta stories and things oh like that in your bikinis. I, and I, I bet feel, you, it doesn't feel but I bet you didn't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't have imagined doing that at the start. Never. Would you? I never posted a photo of myself on social media in swimwear ever before Lillian Lyon. Like there's oh, no, no way I would have. Never. And maybe that's because we didn't have our that's awesome right. product. Maybe that's why I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's just right. a little feel that we look good. <laughs> no, I, I do feel like it has made me I do feel very safe. The community where we post and I, we don't have a lot of men commenting or any, we don't have any women who are ever, they might think negatively about our body or, you know, have thoughts, but they never comment on anything. You know, they only oh, give positive love and feedback. So I actually feel quite safe in that environment. Like I still personally don't post photos of myself on my personal, well, I never post anymore, but when I used to still post, on Instagram or Facebook, I never post photos of myself in swimwear, but I do feel really safe there. I mean, I never would have, but it has made me really embrace, you know, this is my body. It doesn't, you know, it, it is what it is. And just because, you know, it's not perfect and I don't feel a hundred percent, but you know, I'm going to put it out there and you only get love back, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of a, it definitely helps build your confidence and make you, and when you have people praising your swimwear and actually wanting to see more content because it's helpful for whatever reason, or, you know, helps them. Yeah. Most of our, uh, our followers or our audience, they love those videos 
more than anything. Yeah. And they, they request, you know, that they see, oh, you know, cause they might have a similar body type to me or to Emma that they want to see the, me in the full cup, you know, or, I mean, it's great. It's great. I think those seeing it on a body that they can sort of relate to or think, Oh, that's, you know, that's similar to me. Um, it just makes the, the buying process and decision easier. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And isn't that great that you've had that feedback and yeah, that you do get those requests in that I get that because if I buy from a brand, I buy from them because I want to feel as if, you know, I can see that human element to it. I know who I'm buying from. So I'm sure that that's helped you guys so much. And I think it's a great credit to you both that you've been able to do that and step up and do it. And I guess you're seeing the rewards of that. But the other thing that comes to me, I loved what you were saying, Em, about that beautiful community that you've built, that you are, you know, it's such a supportive community. I mean, that is unusual that you don't get negative comments. I was, things I like was that. thinking that as Emma was saying that, I was like, you know, yeah, because we don't really have, you see, you see all this, this trolling that goes on on social media and the internet. And we, we don't no. get that. Hey, and, and we're like the prime targets being bigger busted mm, women in swimwear. And we post a lot of, you know, different body shapes and all of our customers, you know, we repost their photos and we just don't have it. And I don't know if it's because we are so, and I don't like to use the word real, but we are just normal people and we're not necessarily, mm. um, you know, sexualizing ourselves in any way. Not that other people are, but we, we're just like, most of the time when we're doing these stories, we don't have makeup on or potentially we might make an effort, but we're literally showing how it fits. And that might not be that interesting to someone who's just out there to have a dig, but it's really interesting to the people who actually want to see how the swimwear looks. So I, yeah. Yeah. I think the community without us even trying, it's been the group of women who, are, who were looking for swimwear are basically Ash and I. And they yeah. couldn't find what they wanted. And when they, when, you know, we obviously put it out there and because in the beginning we didn't do it intentionally, but we didn't have anyone to manage our social accounts because we had to do it because we didn't have a budget to put someone else in front of social media. So we just had to learn yeah. as we go. And now they identify with us and they want to see what our lives are like, what we do, what we read, where we travel to, <laughs> um, and I think we're just kind of yeah, relatable. And we're like their friends. Mm -hmm. So I think when they see something on us and we're showing them something, they take it as, you know, it might not be perfect for them, but they don't see it in a negative way. They just, you know, they comment and it's always so positive and just lovely. It is really, really nice. Yeah. Mm, I think that's fantastic that you've built that. So obviously social media has been a massive part of building that community up. What are yeah. some other things or what what has do you think been the main driver with social media that has created it like what are, what do you guys put into your social media to have made that happen oh so many hours oh, I mean, it's social i guess at, at the beginning we used sort of well to build up the community it was our use of bloggers mainly and and gifting but to gifting product obviously but just it was too small i don't think we even ever paid for a post in our first year so it was just gifting swimwear to similar women to us that were perhaps obviously maybe a bit more have a bit bigger audiences a bit more influential but we're also relatable and and that's just how it grew at the beginning and and again just uh and i think what just kept people coming back and engaging with us was that it was me and em and mm, it, they could tell that it was you guys, yeah. And yeah. when we've done something that has been either slightly off-brand for us, like a bit more polished or a bit more Instagram-worthy content or something that is like an influencer where perhaps we've tried, you know, doing a paid post with them and it just doesn't resonate with our customers at all, which is what we've discovered. So they, it's mm. just they want the realness they can see through it it's not you know they're not looking for something picture perfect they want to see it all really um which is great in some ways but as the people behind it it's tough i mean it, it's tough in the way that you're i was at the beach today and i'd been there all morning with the kids and my mum, who's here at the moment 
having a really great time. And I was like, oh, I need to take some photos. I haven't taken any photos for Instagram yet. Quick, quick. I need to take <laughs> like, that kind of thing. It does. It, 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 you're always thinking about content and you always think about like, annoys people annoys the family i mean my yeah. kids are like annoys us. instagram photographers they like i don't have an insta husband i have insta kids <laughs> <laughs> that's great i mean living in bermuda and brisbane yeah. as well ash and you go often at the gold coast you know you do you've got the environment at least like that's yeah, that's do, definitely a plus you've got um, the backdrop to work with that's, that's right that's right yeah. but i can imagine the pressure of that or just as you said you can't really turn off yeah. because you always are looking for those content opportunities yeah you've got to have daily content and since the you know introduction of insta yeah. stories Oh, it's yeah. just more and more. Yeah, more and more how content. interesting. And you guys continue to do that, yeah. the both of you. I mean, that's a massive job, as we know, just keeping that up. But as yeah. you said, a really, really important yeah. one because that is probably the, the major driver, would you say? Oh, definitely. I mean, for getting Instagram. I mean, Instagram, yeah. Facebook when we first launched, but it was obviously years ago. So Instagram wasn't, you know, as big as it is now. And so Facebook, we had a lot bigger following on Facebook and you know it, there was a more involved engaged community but actually now Instagram is I mean it's just the behavior habits I think of most people generally you know most people use Instagram yeah. now for their social media yeah. and because of the way stories you know has and it's evolved people expect to see that brand having something there all the time um especially in stories i think in your content grid you can not post you know like i don't think you have to because i don't think people even scroll as much as they did but people want to consume video and they want it to be easy and they're probably not even always watching your story they're probably doing something else at the same time but to stay relevant they you've just kind of got to do it I think the only, it, it was really tough at one stage. So Ash and I basically, now we, again, divide and conquer. So to try and give ourselves a break, even though we always feel we're a bit on, on it, we do divide up the weeks. So one of us is the person who's kind of going to be mainly there. And it definitely helps because yeah, that's um, good. You, you do feel less pressured that week when you're not in charge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that, and that's mainly just knowing that you've got stuff. I mean, we're still off the cuff quite a bit with stories, but knowing that you've got stuff planned for like those seven days yeah. coming up, something's going to be done. <laughs> something's going to be posted. Yeah, no, that would help for sure. You see, Ash is very organized. Ash has all hers planned out. Of course. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like straight off the cuff. You're more off the cuff. I have to. I have to have some plan. I like at least. Yeah, do. yeah. Because I, I can see you. Jay would get away from you, and then you would think, oh, "I've got to post something." Yeah. Or, oh, all the time. I used to because I mean, we we post at different times depending on the season, but and going with the flow of when it's most popular. But I remember when Jesse was a newborn, and you know, you like feed your kids at five o'clock. I'd be at the table feeding Troy, breastfeeding, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I haven't posted. <laughs> what am I going to post?" <laughs> Yeah, what am I, I going to post? Have, oh, yeah. I still have days where I'm yeah, like, so I'm just oh, can't. oops, I haven't got the literally cooking. Cooking. <laughs> My kids are like, what are you doing? Why are you on your phone? I'm like, sorry, I'm just posting on Instagram. They're like, great, <laughs> great. That's a mother, <laughs> mothering fail. Yeah, exactly. I'm just doing the story. I'll come back to you. I'll help you with your homework in two minutes. <laughs> I know. Well, that leads us nicely oh. into family and talking about how you guys blend, as you just mentioned, blend parenting oh. with business. Can you both just tell us about your families and I guess just how you try, try to make that work? Oh, the guilt. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the guilt. Um, well, I've got uh, two boys, Troy, who's five and Jesse is two. Troy uh, is at uh, prep, his first year of prep this year, and Jesse is at daycare three days a week. So I've got him on a Thursday and a Friday. And then obviously my husband, my husband Pete. So, it, yeah, it's hard to make it work. I was actually at a birthday party yesterday and a group of us mums were talking about the work-life balance and we all agreed that it, it doesn't, doesn't exist. No, surely. no. <laughs> I don't think anyone's no. got it perfected. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I think the phone, uh, I'm sure it's certainly for our type of work is, is the worst. Could you part can't of escape it. it. Um, yeah. 
it's it's the fact that maybe one day if em and i don't have to do our instagram as much or maybe you know maybe just the stories then it'll improve but it's it's just that i well, you could do all our work on our phone really it's the emails you know text messages instagram socials facebook so i've got to actually just yeah. put it away <laughs> and not look at it if you be doing homework or you know, engaging with the kids when they get home from school, just giving them, try and give them 100% of my time. I never do that. No, it's so distracting, isn't it? It's really hard yep. not to completely get that. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't yeah. realise Troy had started school this year. So how is that going? Is that? It's good. It's good. He was super excited to start at the beginning of the year. I think second term, you know, he thought, oh, this, <laughs> you know, this, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. But third term, he's back into it. He loves it. Excellent. Oh, that's good. And does that help as well, having him there five days? I know you've got Jesse then too. Yeah, so that's, that's been a bit of a change. I mean, three o'clock, that really cuts your working day mm. uh, significantly compared to daycare hours. But um, I kind of save the stuff that I can do with Troy for three o'clock and we'll like do the groceries on Monday together and then we'll go and fetch Jesse you know, he does, he does some afternoon activities some days. So luckily I can carry on working until four or four or five on those days. Mm. And then it's quite nice to actually have that time with your back with your firstborn on your own. Yeah. 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 And also for Jesse, who, who never got that, you know, I was with Troy, uh, you know, just me and him for those first two years. And now Jesse's got those Thursdays, Fridays, which is, which is quite cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that works yeah. out well. Yeah. And those shorter days, though, for sure, I can understand that completely. You mm. know, and yeah, it's an adjustment. Yeah. So, no, thank you for sharing that. That's good. And what about you, Em? Is your daughter at school yet? She's next year. Next year. Okay. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is she excited? She is. She's so excited. She's so yeah. ready. She She's should ready. be there this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we just got the orientation forms and all of that. So it's all getting real now, which is great. So you'll be having to do that three o'clock or pick up or after school care. I know. It, it's already she's changed from childcare to kinder this year and she's at kinder where she's going to school. So it's school hours, three days, and I'm already seeing it going, wow, yeah, this changes things a lot. So Em, what about you? So I have two kids. Matilda Mutili is six and Sebastian is four. And he actually, so our school year in Bermuda, it's the Northern Hemisphere. So like UK, US date. So we just actually got, went back. So they started their new school year <sighs> this week. Well, this past week. And Seb actually just started school. So he's gone into reception, which I think is like your foundation. It's year. prep. Yeah. Prep. Or prep in Australia and so now I have two at the same school for the first time ever same <laughs> um, which is great so I have drop off and pick up one drop off and pick up which is awesome except my son would rather be homeschooled or be <laughs> with his mummy <laughs> so I think uh, I've got a bit of a mummy's boy in my hand I think if he had his choice he would hang out with me all day you don't want to hang out with him <laughs> no he did ask me today at the beach one of the other kids who was there is homeschooled and he obviously asked her on the beach you know what school do you go to and she said homeschool so he came into the water I didn't know I didn't know this conversation happened he came in and he said what's homeschooling and I was like oh well when your mom teaches you things at home he was like unless, can we do unless that? you want to become a swimwear <laughs> no. entrepreneur uh, why he was like not happening he was like well it could be fun parks does it I was like yeah no just not gonna happen <laughs> you and I will not be alive if I have to teach you at home that just would not happen. yeah someone would, someone would be dead um, and just fit that in amongst oh, everything else as well I'm not the most patient person I have to say but I think it's hard I look at people who have started a business yeah prior to having children and I'm so envious and it sounds terrible, but I just wish I, I want to give it my everything. And I know I'm not, yep. I know I'm not giving motherhood my everything. And I know I'm not giving the business my everything. And it is like an internal struggle. I don't know if it like, if it's gender specific or if it's just, I, I have no idea because my husband does not feel guilty for going to work every day. Mm. He sometimes mm -hmm. leaves at like seven thirty in the morning 
and he'll see them briefly. And sometimes he won't be home before bed, but sometimes, you know, he'll get home at six and that's enough for him. You can see them for an hour and then he'll spend time with the weekend. But, and that he's totally okay with it. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like, I feel guilty if I'm not spending enough time with them, but then I also feel guilty for not working. So I think that whole having it all, I think yeah. basically there's a lot of balls in the air and there's something is always being dropped. Like recently mm. we basically, my, the kids here have two and a half months of school over summer, which is just ridiculous. I mean, two and a half months is so long and we mm. traveled a lot. We, but I mean, let's face it, when you're traveling, you're not working that much. And um, we came back and I, there was a bit of school camps, but then my mother actually came over to look after the kids in school holidays. But I basically haven't worked properly. I've been scrappily working and Ash has like been picking up the load for that time. It's just like, it, it, it's just like not conducive to, I don't know. I, mm. I don't know. I take my hat off to people who can do it all. There's always one ball I feel that's like getting dropped. And whether it's your family, yeah, your I husband, agree. your kids, your business, like, or work, I just feel like there's all friends. I mean, I'm the it's worst friend. I'm just a terrible friend. <laughs> I used to pride Both myself men. on being we such have a good bad. friend. Forget godchildren's birthdays. But I feel like such, I'm just not as in touch with people as I'd love to be or like in tune with them. I don't, and I, like, yeah, I just don't have the time, which is awful because you do have the time. You've got to make time, but I'd feel like, you know, and I think you just, you have to prioritize. And yeah, I mean, I think it takes, like Ash said, there's a few little tricks that I suppose over the years you learn, like you do your housework while you have your kids around, which sounds terrible, but hanging washing is quite a fun thing to do. You know, unpacking, I now pay pocket money for chores. So um, that obviously incentivizes helping with like unpacking dishwashers, laying the table, you know, helping out that kind of stuff. So I get, you know, when we need to wash the car, mm. but mm. it is, uh, yeah, it's a juggle, constant juggle. And I also yeah. have the 3 PM pickup now. Well, it's like three thirty for both of them, but, um, it does cut into your day. Definitely. There's like no five, 5 PM is just quite five or 6 PM. It's quite a good time. Yeah. You realize, don't you, how much time you used to have and probably wasted. And I realized that that's actually unfortunate for me, the time that I work the best it's after lunch. It's like that three till evening period. Same. And I didn't realize that until recently. And I thought this is a problem for me because now it has to change till mornings or, or when I've got, so that's interesting, but I appreciate you both yep. for being really honest about that because completely relate to exactly everything that you said and the whole, you know, I've often thought that about the business as well and starting yeah. pre-children. Like I look at those yep. friends I've got around me who don't have kids and have started businesses and how it does play out differently. But then, you know, I think that you, we, we don't know any different as well. No. <laughs> started the business with kids and so that's just the way that it is. And it's only hopefully got to get easier perhaps I don't know that whole I, I do have to say and I don't want to put anyone off starting business but the whole it's going to get easier I don't think it's mm. ever got easier I think it gets hard we're definitely still waiting for that yeah I don't think yeah I, I think you and my brother who did his MBA a few years ago and I actually said to him oh but it'll get easier soon he's like you're kidding yourself your business is going to grow and the more it grows the bigger the bigger problems you're going to have and the bigger decisions you're going to have and the more money you're going to need yeah I don't know if it ever gets easy I think you learn to deal with it better I think yeah you learn yeah. to and perhaps that's also like switching off and you know deciding you know you're not gonna answer emails today and I'd say also like the skills that you that well that we have gained over the years certainly help with making the work easier well not that it's easier but just yeah you're right more managed mm. yeah you know how to get things done do things definitely and I was talking to some other guests who had developed a product and they just said that the amount of brain power that went in every day to learning new things and whether or not that was around the product or just around the business and sales and growth and mm. you can't underestimate how much time and brain power that chews up so hopefully that may get a little easier but as you said as it grows you're just going to be presented with new challenges yeah but hopefully we'll be better equipped to manage that there's nothing else i'd rather do i mean i like i've also got to put that positive spin on. i don't want to sound negative like this literally if you if i there was any other job that someone said to me would you want to spend you know 
14 hours a day doing this. There's no way. I don't even think of it as work most of the time. Actually, Troy asked me the other day if, if my job was boring. And I was like, do you know what? For the first time ever, there is actually not one boring aspect. I was like, no, my job is not boring. Yeah, yeah. And you, you would find, I, I can't imagine going into another job now. Like, I, I reckon you guys would just be well, like, you're be would... bored. <laughs> because this is your passion. This is your thing. Like, it would be very would... hard to go into something where yeah, yeah, it would have, have to be something very you. dynamic. I think, and that's as like an entrepreneur, you learn that you quickly oh. are doing because you, like you say, you're learning to do so many things. So like in one day, you know, we learned when Instagram stories came, okay, we have to do stories more. So how do you do it? And then it was like, oh, IGTV is a thing. Okay. So they want to see us. Yeah. So there I am like sitting, trying to learn how to like edit a video. I've never like taken videos, edit them. Like how does this <laughs> even work? How does the sound? Oh no, the sound doesn't work. Oh no. You know, just like you and this podcast, like, you know, it's like you learn so many things because you have to, because, you know, there's no one else that you, who you're going to call. Like there's no, there's no IT team who's going to exactly. come and save you. <laughs> so. Right. You've just got exactly. to throw yourself in, don't you? Yeah. 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 No, that's excellent. And something else I wanted to ask, which is great. Another great thing about business is the fact that you can blend it more into your life and you are able to travel a bit more and I know that you both love traveling and I just wondered if you could talk through that how you managed to do that well I guess it goes back to luckily well being of the virtual world that we work in now is you can do anything from anywhere all you need is the internet so that helped our factories in China so we get to travel there and like Ash and I'd never been to China before we did this we were so scared the first time we went well not scared we were like nervous I don't know we just had we had no idea what to expect yeah just apprehensive and, and yeah and, and now I mean I remember I compare if you compare our first trip to our last we're so trip, comfortable <laughs> it's in China being the only western yeah. people we like wake up in the morning yeah. walk across the street grab a coffee walk back to the hotel ready for pickup you know just like cruise you know where to eat <laughs> know what to order yeah the first time we went we were literally the only western people in this town and so everyone was taking photos of us and I, I think there was you know they had definitely I mean there were three blonde girls I mean that just like short blonde girls <laughs> they just were like what is going on here and we tried to navigate one night by ourselves ordering dinner and we ended up with the worst food we've ever had. You know, we had to point to things. It was terrible. Now we go, we know exactly where we're going. We know which food to order. We're totally okay with, you know, the way crossing a road in China is very dangerous. I mean, you literally just run for it and yeah, you hope the car the adventure. is no pedestrian mm. crossing. So the thing, I think things like that, like we both enjoy trying new things, going new places. And I think that helps. And it's definitely helped. Yeah, so we've done, I think I think of all the places we've gone for work. Well, we did South Africa. We've done a shoot. We've done, which obviously is home to us, but we've done China, Hong Kong, New York, Australia. I mean, Bermuda, where I was living, but Ash came to, and we did a photo shoot. So we've yeah. done quite a lot of trips work-wise. And then obviously, personally, we turn any kind of personal trip into a content trip <laughs> if we can amazing but that's so great like it's so great for the experiences that you're having and and that you have made this international company that it isn't something that yeah is small and you've kind of made it your own which is awesome so what is next for Lily and Lime well we got uh, summer just around the corner I mean geez it actually felt like summer in Brisbane last week already I think we had like 34 degrees on one of the days September has ah. been nine degrees above average temperature so yeah so Beautiful. yeah so summer summer's around the corner so yes there's we're plugging away a lot of things right now in preparation we've got a few new styles up our sleeves we do people have been asking for another tankini so we've developed that and yeah it's a it's a it's exciting to see what how everyone's going to receive our our new collection i think it's I, I think it reminds me of the Tropics um, 2017 collection quite a bit. I think it's going to do really well. I'm excited. Fantastic. I'm oh, that's great. So when is that coming out? Well, we've had a bit of uh, factory delays, which I just said to Emma, just get over it. Nothing we can do about it. Just forget about it. So it's, it's going to be a bit late this year, end of October. 
still enough time absolutely yeah. for everyone to yeah. get out and purchase yeah. and, and wear them on their That's holidays right. or when they're out and about awesome fantastic and then there's a there's a lot of other stuff happening at the same time i think we're doing a lot of optimization work on the website and we've got a few new email tools yeah. and things that we're using and having experts basically consult to us and teaching us how to do things. So there's a lot of things that are going into the background. And I think as you think, Oh, I'll just launch a website and you know, it'll the same website will be fine, but it's a, it's a constant thing every year. You are basically changing, well, not even every year, every day really, but you're changing the way it looks, trying out new things. And there's all these new tools or algorithms. I mean, Google you, is a tool that used to work so well for us in the beginning. And, you know, yeah. it's changed a lot over the last couple of years. Oh, how interesting. And, you know, learning how to use that and how to optimize that and, you know, getting your brand, yeah. you know, where you want yeah. it um, in front of the right people and learning the whole new world of like Facebook and Instagram and what's next. I mean, it's a whole nother kettle of fish. It's basically Facebook ads do work really well but in different markets you know we focus on the us and canada a lot as well it's a total different you know industry over there and the way things work are totally different compared to australia it, there's a lot of those kind of behind yeah. the scenes i suppose things going on so lots of learning and lots of um changes to the brand but and yes. the way everything works in the background yeah. which is really exciting it is and will that make things easier for you from the back end then in terms of automation and well our systems work pretty well together or you know but yeah but yes it, and it will be in a new website so that's something that we hope everyone likes brilliant that's easier yeah. to use and um faster better so yeah we'll see Great. Yeah. We look forward to seeing that too. Excellent. So where can everyone find you? Online. Our website is www.lilyandlime.com and that's Lily with a double L. And our Instagram is at Lily and Lime Swimwear. So yeah, come check us out. Excellent. You can see the girls there and, and yeah. chat to them. Wonderful. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you guys chatting to me today and yeah, loved all those insights and just wishing you all the very best for this season. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Business Between Bells podcast. We need your help to reach more parents doing the juggle. If you have enjoyed this episode, Katie would love it if you could help spread the word by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find out more about Business Between Bells on Instagram and Facebook at Business Between Bells.